0: across the globe, Uh now.
1: Hello South Africa, hello America, hello world, my name is Cooley. you're listening to Umbani Radio Conversation, we're broadcasting live in Denver, Connecticut, except, except that's the reason why I'm late, I'm broadcasting home today. The messes had me on those babysitting duties, you know what I mean, I have a low one so I gotta watch her at the same time, trying to rush and do the show, but anyway, she was very cooperative, she knows that daddy gotta work, daddy gotta do a show, daddy gotta do a good thing, so anyway, I wanna take this opportunity and thank the Valhalla Arts and Musa Zulu who gave us this opportunity to interview Tributes winners of 2017 what are the tributes winners for those who've been listening to the show all week the tributes winners in 2010 valhalla arts unveiled the tributes excellence award a special project conceptualizing to honor women with disabilities who have left a lasting legacy in our social economic and political landscape Tributes was designed to involve the South African community in identifying and nominating high-profile women with disabilities who deserve the recognition for the sterling work they do in local communities and the wider society. Each year, 13 finalists are selected in specific categories and are invited to a three-day fun-filled celebration hosted by Valhalla Arts At any chosen province in South Africa. So, so far they have had 91 tributes statuettes awarded. So, guess what? The thirteen part of that 91 are here with us today. And today we are going to have Bernadette. And Bernadette is going to give us a story about... the things that she's been through, the things that she has done as a person with disabilities. And I'm also going to... I'm trying to get hold of... uh I'm trying to get hold of Sandra Kumar who's supposed to be with us in the show. And I know we just have some small technical difficulties when it comes to the line. Sometimes this cross-Atlantic broadcast doesn't work very well. You know what I mean? But anyway, I'm so excited about today. It's going to be a great show. So, on the other line, I've got Bernadette. Let me just give you a little bit of an understanding who Bernadette is. Uh, Bernadette, um, you know what? Why am I talking so much? Why can't I let Bernadette tell her own story? Bernadette, welcome to the show and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank
2: you. Thank you so much for having me on the show.
1: Bernadette, if you can just tell the listeners who are listening to you right now all over the world uh, who you are and uh, where are you from, what kind of disability do you have, if you don't mind.
2: I was born with arthrogryposis, it's a muscle weakness in the arms and the legs, and I walk with calipers, and um, I started off school in the mainstream school, but it became very difficult running upstairs, changing classrooms. So my parents placed me into a school for persons with disabilities in Cape Town, and I Uh, I was very theatrical, always loved being on um, stage and, you know, just doing all of the fun Cape Town type of things. I matriculated in Johannesburg in Parktown in 1997 and I had the opportunity to travel around the world, which I gladly took. And when I was traveling, I realized how much technology was out there so I, I started uh, thinking of ways to advance people with disabilities and to uh, kind of ways to help a person to be as independent as possible using the types of technology. And I came back to South Africa in 2000 and started working in Santon. Then I, um, many years later, I applied for a job at the city of Johannesburg and You know, it was through that platform where I started getting involved with disability awareness projects and just doing so many uh, life-changing items and projects uh, that really was benefiting the city. And I wanted to broaden what I was doing. So I started the ability to work on a more international scale and share many success stories and see how we could just improve the job creation um, you know, even in the entertainment world, from actors to actresses and um, singers and so forth. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm here today sharing my story.
1: What an amazing journey there, Bernadette. I-, I-, I just can't believe, uh, you know, what you are doing through all of that. You're still doing some amazing things to benefit uh, the people of South Africa, I'm really, really so happy to hear that and the things that you are doing. And uh, I, I really, really, um, you know, this is one of the things about um people with disabilities. Most of the time, people, I had to learn this, especially I learned in this week, just hearing your guys' stories that most people assume that, you know, you just receive um, because unfortunately you can't be able to do things on your own. But I sit here, I say, I know a lot of people who have all kind of capabilities that they don't do even close to anything that you do. And this is just wonderful to hear what you're doing. So now, let's talk about one thing here. Um, So it says you travel to North Carolina in the United States uh, when you finish your metric, right? Yes. Okay, so what were you doing in North Carolina?
2: I had the opportunity to um, go over with friends of the family and my family, and they all ran their own businesses, so finding a job for me was very easy when I just left school, and I wanted to study law, (laughs) but I took a year off, but maybe it wasn't the best idea, because I, you know, once I started working and stuff, I just thought, okay. I'm not going to be one of those people, you know, sitting in books and stuff. But I do regret it today. I should have pursued my legal. I think education is so important.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Education is so important. What kind of things in a daily basis that you have to go through? Because as much as I respect and I love uh, South Africa as my country and some other parts of the world that I actually love, but I feel like they're still not enough uh accommodation for the, uh, people with disabilities or any kind of changes so what kind of things that you go through on a daily basis trying to make sure that you go to work and you do your work correctly and are the people that you work with and people that you live with at home help you by any means i found
2: that when i was living in america i found a job so easily um and transportation was not an issue for me. You know, the cab system there and how um, things just operate so smoothly and so forth. We, as here in South Africa, disability is still perceived as charitable. So when I came back and I started looking for a position, I was actually told by many companies and recruiters that I probably won't work in my lifetime, and it's okay, <laughs> disabled people because I I was quite young and this was many years ago things have changed drastically but in terms of transportation and how society still perceives disability there's still that generalization out there and it's barriers that I'm still fighting today trying to push through and in the industry that I'm in you know trying to get people high level positions as a disabled person trying to show that you don't have to have a able-bodied person in a movie that's pretending to be in a wheelchair. There are people who have acting abilities. So it's breaking these stereotypes. And I'm getting there slowly, but not as fast as what I probably would have gotten if I had still been in America.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, that's true. America still accommodates a lot when it comes to disability and the awareness and the laws that are are designed around making sure that uh, people get accommodated correctly. And that kind of makes a difference because, uh, you know, I work with people with disabilities and some of them do my job even better than I could. Uh, And I really like that because, you know, what it does, then it makes me sitting there even um, or even we making comments. We're not trying to accommodate the people. We just know that this... Uh, person I work with does a job very well. So on the other side too. Mm. I, I think I got Sandra now um, If I'm not correct, I'm gonna keep trying if I haven't Sandra are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, Sandra, welcome to the show. This is Sandra Kumalo and uh, Bernadette actually I just want to highlight that because I forgot to say a uh, Bernadette Rigney she won the entrepreneur award with the Valhalla Arts now I have Sandra Kumalo Sandra Uh, She won the sport award. Sandra, uh, just tell us a little bit about where you're from and, uh, you know, where you grew up. And then uh, also what kind of disability you have as, uh, what kind of disability that you have. Okay. Uh, Originally from Durban. And, um, but I
0: stayed a bit of my life in Pumalanga as well, as well as Houtang. And uh, I'm a T12 paraplegic. I got paralyzed from West going down after um, a car accident. I was still working in the Kruger National Park uh, Park for Singita Libombo. That's when we got involved in an accident that left me paralyzed from West going down.
1: Mm, mm, mm. where were you working in Kruger National Park, honey? I was working in Kruger National Park too as a, a cadet, what they call a student.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, I was working for Singita Private Game Reserve, Singita Libombo. It's situated along Naneti. I don't know if you know that side of Naneti.
1: Uh, no, because I was all the way at Sereni, close to Punda Maria.
0: Okay. Uh, it's like 80 kilometers, no, not 8, less than 80 kilometers away from Kukuza.
1: Oh, meaning down south towards uh, uh, Bechendal Wait. and those? Um, do you know Satara? Maybe Satara, Satara camp. Yeah, I know Satara camp. Yes. Or oh, open place? Yeah. Yes, it's very very
0: close to Satara camp. That was like our joint that we'd go out to have ice cream. Maybe if we just want to be out of the lodge or out of the stuff camp. Oh, yeah, we used to go okay. and relax there, and yeah, just to be out of the lodge, would go to Satara camp. So it was it's very very close by.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Okay. And uh, now let me ask you, um, uh, Sandra. So it says when you got to that accident, because this is kind of strange, because now you're talking about um, a company was involved when you got to an accident, right? Yes. Okay. So now let me ask you a question. What kind of help did you get from them? Is it something that you like to talk about? Because I know there's a lot of things we're going to talk about too, about everything that you have done But I just want to know because, you know, things that involve companies, you always want to know if are they held accountable whenever somebody gets injured like yourself in the job? Um, I must say
0: yes, because like from the beginning, from the very first day, they had to arrange um, a helicopter to fly me out of the Kruger to Rojas Hospital, which is one of the most expensive hospitals here in South Africa. And my medical aid wasn't going to cover that, but they took care of everything, of all the bills. And, yeah, I must say they, they they tried to do their part, but what can I say? Um The best physician is up there. You might have all the best doctors, but obviously my situation was not reversible. And, yeah, but
1: they did try their best uh, uh, uh. look after me. And then now... I know that you won the sport award and I want to talk about that and uh, that's a very important part of you uh, because I also saw a picture where you all dressed up nicely. You actually won a bronze <laughs> in 2012 Olympics. This was in uh, uh, London, correct? 2012 in London, right? Um, I'm, I need to correct that. I, okay. I won a silver.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, oh shit. Uh, <laughs> the last qualification you got her. Yes, um, for London Paralympics, yeah. Oh, wow, I'm I qualified for so... London Paralympics with a silver medal.
1: Okay, well, I, I just want to tell Musa Zulu because I know he's listening. You better fix that. Sport people <laughs> they hate when you get it wrong. A bronze and a silver is a huge difference, Musa. You better fix that. Okay, <laughs> anyway, so now, how did you actually get up? Or that bed where you were actually uh, knowing that you are paralyzed to actually turn around and become an athlete or were you an athlete before that happens
0: um i was an athlete like from school level and then uh, when i started working i've been working in the bush so all i will do like in the bush is jogging and swimming i couldn't Uh, involve myself in like clubs and stuff because I was always in the bush.
1: Yeah.
0: But I must say, um, regardless what happens to you, it depends what the type of person you are, the character that is is in you. Something tragic like that might happen, but the character in you will always revive, like, will always come out. That life of lying down on the couch and feeling sorry for myself, it was getting so painful for me. Uh, I must say, the first two years were not easy, but I just thought, like, uh, like, I couldn't just leave that life. I needed to hit the gym and get myself fit again and leave life yes, like the way I used to before. I didn't see anything that would stop me, because I believe the chair is just there to move me around, but you not supposed to change the person that I am.
1: Yes, no, that's true. That's absolutely that true. Is
0: the challenges that it comes with, yeah, but those challenges, that, some of them, they're hidden. Nobody sees it, so... I need to
1: live life. Yes, no, that's true. That's absolutely true. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. so happy for you to, for both of you ladies to actually be able to do all these great things that we have done, regardless of the circumstance. Now, let's talk. Um, mm-hmm. uh, another thing too, I want to talk about, um, Sandra, about you. You actually with all mm-hmm. the, the the with all the competitions you've been in, it's not only just been. Uh, one part of a competition. You actually done things like even rowing. Uh, did this? Yes, uh, um, you, um, who got you in? Like who got you in? Who got you to be involved in, in any kind of athletic uh uh stuff? Who got you involved with that?
0: Okay. Um, actually, when I was doing my rehab, they took me to wheelchair basketball mm-hmm. in Pretoria. And I just loved the idea of doing, uh, sport again in my life. Mm-hmm. And, um, I went back to Durban. I tried it, but it was, it's a little bit far from where I stay, which is in Balito. And they were practicing in Lazi. And the time they'll finish was a bit late. So I was a bit way down there. I wasn't happy. And then I thought, okay, um, I'll do swimming in the gym, very Active in Sanga. Um, and there was a lady, Hilary Abrahams, She recognized me um, as I was training every day and she approached me and told me, asked me if I would like to be a Paralympian one day. And I was like, yes, that's one of my dreams that I like to achieve, but I don't know who to approach or where to go. So I think you just came the right time. And they told me they'll um, contact me in about two weeks. And then I think it took them like three weeks or something. And I thought, ah, maybe that lady was just laughing with me, and eventually uh, they called me, I had to drive to Maritzburg, I remember that day, and when I got there, I went to Albert Falls Dam, and all I was seeing was the dam, and I'm like, what's going to happen here, I didn't know rowing at all, I'd never done rowing before hmm. accident, and I, I didn't know anything about rowing actually, hmm. and uh, she took me inside the clubhouse, and there was an ego mission, rowing, uh, indoor rowing mission, and she showed me the techniques of what I'm supposed to do while I'm in the boat and stuff. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I would like to try this. It sounds interesting. And then eventually took me into the boat. They actually adapted a boat for, for paralyzed people, for wheelchair people. They have a seat that is uh, in the boat that you sit in and then you stretch yourself one on the chest, one in, on your waistline and then by the legs. And all I do, I roll with my arms and shoulders. Is I cannot go back and forth with my legs. I don't have that mobility anymore. So, yes, she showed me everything. And then I tried it and I got in the water. And just that picture of being in the water, I know um, is um, with us uh, uh, black people, we say, how do you like water? You're not scared of water because we, most of us, we are scared of water. But... I, I am not. I grew up loving water. So mm-hmm. the moment I saw that big, huge dam, it just brought so much peace, independent. I felt so free to be out of my chair, you know. And, mm-hmm. um, and most of the time when you're in the chair, uh, maybe you willing at a mall, the first thing people ask you is, who are you with or do you need help? They want to push me. And in the boat, it was just me. I felt so free. The feeling was just exhilarating. I loved everything about it. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it started from there, actually, till I was selected into the team, of which it was after a lot of hard work and also achieving the time, reaching the times that they needed us to reach. And I managed to beat other guys in one of the regattas that I went to Rotorplot in Pretoria. Wow. And, yes, I just carried on working hard. And the most amazing part was... um, I had to move to Durban Rowing Club and there's a time that I was just training on my own without the coach. The head coach for Rowing rowing is based here in Joburg, and I was still in Durban. So all they were doing was sending me a program and I was training on the, I was doing indoor rowing like on the egg. Mm. And
1: it actually helped, yeah. Wow, nice. This is just wonderful. Hey, Bernadette, I haven't forgotten about, about you. L- ladies and gentlemen, for everybody listening, we really appreciate you guys to join us today. We're talking to Sandra Kumalo who won the Sport Award for the Tributes, Tributes Award. We're hosted by Valhalla Arts. And we're also talking to Bernadette Rigney the, who won the Entrepreneur Award and the Tributes Award. were are hosted by Valhalla Arts. Uh, we appreciate you ladies joining us. Bernadette, now I want to come back to you now. Uh, in... in it says over here in uh, 2014, you are appointed as a casual day ambassador. That sounds like a really, really, really cool title, but I have no idea really what comes with it. So it was quite a fun experience. Um, the
2: casual day is where you buy stickers, or uh, it's a 10 grand sticker that you buy, uh-huh. and the proceeds get. Uh, contributed to underprivileged homes, um there's schools, there's programs, NGOs that benefit from this. And South Africa makes quite a substantial amount of money. The in twenty fourteen they made twenty eight million Rand just wow. from selling, you know, that ten Rand sticker. So it just shows, you know, one Rand can go so far to assisting persons with disabilities.
1: Wow okay uh this is wonderful though like the things that we are not aware of as we are global experts uh from south africa we are just not aware of what the things that sometimes that get done that get organized by you guys in south africa so now uh, let me ask you another question that Benedict, so um it says over here um you are an entrepreneur i know that exactly that word is basically i just want to know like in terms of business wise what do you do to make a living is it do you have your own business or you are kind of an innovator
2: so i run my own company i do a lot of event planning marketing um public relations i kind of take that person that's aspiring to be an artist or um you know whatever their goals are a business uh, person someone that wants to grow a brand and I'm molding into the, you know, how like I give them advice. I failed so many times, so I think I give pretty good advice, um, you know, to stop the person from making all the same mistakes that I have. And um, yeah, so yeah. I do quite a lot of um, events, and it's it's like if there's so many um, aspects to viability. I also get involved with the recruitment side in. Facing people not on Learnership programs but more senior level Jobs and yeah, So that's in a nutshell Pretty much what Disability does
1: Wow wow! Is it your company only limited to people With disabilities that you help Or you just basically like A company that helps anybody
2: It's surprising I started off as only for persons With disabilities but I have a lot of Celebrity involvement or able Body people mm-hmm. so I can't also try to help them take the careers to another level you know getting breaking them into the international markets mm, okay
1: so I, I totally understand that and i really appreciate for you and what you do so just to both of you ladies i will start with you benedict um do you think that south africa because i asked the other ladies the same thing that they've done enough to try to help people with disabilities
2: I definitely do think so. I have a background in government and it's definitely not perceived as what you see on T V and in the news. You know, there's a lot of hard workers, there's a lot of programs that goes on, there's dedicated people to their jobs. When you work in government it's you're doing it service delivery, you're assisting a society to grow daily And it was an eye-opening experience. It changed my perception, definitely. And I do think that South Africa is doing a lot, but also looking at the corporate sectors, the types of jobs that are becoming available now for people with disabilities, the opportunities out there. it's, It's slowly, gradually growing. And for me, the perception is definitely breaking a little bit. There's not that stereotype
0: um you know
1: from what i've seen anymore yes 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 okay well i mean we we really appreciate just to hear that because that's also something that is not being covered as much in the media when it comes to uh things that they do and i'm I'm grateful that you actually had uh, an insight about that uh how about you sandra um i must say there are a lot of opportunities out there for people with
0: disabilities because I see a lot of adverts that um, for jobs that specifically want people with disability. And I must say it's getting better. People are getting used to that fact that also in workplaces to work with people with disability and not, yeah. So I'm seeing things are really shipping up and getting better and we hope that it's going to get better and better as time goes
1: by oh okay that's good uh, that's good and let me ask you sandra because from mm-hmm. uh, from the uh black community um it's the same thing probably that goes on over here you find that there's a lot of people especially uh, people who are elderly and that become a disability on mm-hmm. its own instead of being an achievement um where they need a lot mm-hmm. of assistance do you think that um in the black community is the communities participating and trying to help uh, for people with black, black uh, sorry to help with people with um, disabilities
0: Um, I think with some that are sensitized they are willing to help but some uh, still believe when you are a disabled person you, I mean it's for charity or you stay at home and you know things like that and like we try also to sensitize uh, mothers and parents not to look in kids with disability, for them to know that these can be the breadwinners of the house. So they mustn't think that disability it's a curse or it will stop one from achieving what they need to achieve or be the person that they want to be. So, yeah, I think time goes on. It's all going to change, but um, with a lot of sensitization as well, going around and... Um, like with the company that I am, the organization that we're running, Tusanang, we try hard to do that, like going to kid uh, to schools with kids with disability and also talking to their parents. Like when they see us and I tell them what I do and who I am, they get so inspired and they'll know that there is a future for their kids and they need to take them to school and get educated so that there will be one, um, someone one day.
1: Yeah, and I really appreciate you guys for uh, sharing all of those thoughts because it's very important just Mm -hmm. to know that, um, you know, there are a lot of things that are being done for people with disabilities and Mm -hmm. there is a lot of things that... The community is trying by all means to be educated and be involved. So now I'm going to bring in, ladies, mm. um, uh, Sandra and Bernadette, I'm going to bring in also uh, a friend of the show uh, who's actually living in uh, North Carolina, and uh, she has a disability of her own. And uh, funny enough, Bernadette, she lives in North Carolina, so you guys have got, <laughs> got a lot of twang to say to each other. And don't laugh at Yay. me, and don't laugh, because this is her actual real name. Her name is Amanda Human. Welcome, Miss Human. Hi, please good to be on the show. I'm glad you are on the show. I'm so uh, thankful for you are uh, joining us. And I know in America, of which a lot of people were complaining, saying, "Why will you do this show uh, during the time when we are at work?" This is the time when we just got back from lunch in the East Coast, and the morning people up in the West Coast, they're like, "I can't listen to the show. I'm in It's Like early in the morning, it's like eleven o'clock. So uh, you know, I, we couldn't find any other better time, but it is what it is. I'm just so grateful that you joined us, Uh Amanda. If you, ca- I mean, if you can just uh, share your story to uh, to to Benedette and Sandra, can you go ahead? Yes, what? Right. My story, if I can turn back the clock a little bit, um,
3: started when I, in 2002, working as a human resource manager for MassMART in South Africa, saw um, myself victim to disability, and I went through the process of applying for disability um, in South Africa, um, so I understand from a human resource perspective that process um we then consequently um well i went on partial disability and then 2 years later in 2014 um no wait yes, 2004 sorry i then went on permanent disability um in south africa and in 2014 um we moved over from johannesburg to north carolina and i've been here ever since
1: wow wow and uh, now you are in, in North Carolina, can you be able to just kind of give the listeners what's the difference between how people in South Africa are treated with disabilities compared to the United States? Or just to kind of give the uh, people who are listening, because we have a lot of audience from South Africa right now listening. And just so that they know uh, in terms of the awareness part and in terms of just the accessibility for all kinds of services for them.
3: Thank you. Um, Coolie, that was something that um, uh, back in South Africa gave me immense frustration. Um, You know, the bathrooms are not necessarily fitted the same as here in the U.S. The accessibility, uh, wheelchair accessibility, is not necessarily in all workplaces up to standard. Um, It is an enormous task to get a... um, uh, a parking disc here in America, you can get a parking disk at the DMV quite easily with your doctor motivating the necessary paperwork. and in South Africa it's, it's treated as if it is um, a quick parking zone where anybody can just park and quickly run in and out. Um, so I still feel that there is a lot of education needed around um, the frustrations of parking and um, public transport.
1: Yeah, because I talked to Emily Mabasa um, on Mon- on Tuesday, actually. Uh, Emily, who's based mm-hmm. out of Johannesburg, and she said um, one of the things that kind of her like, that you go to a building and there's stairs. Like, uh, now, how you get up there? You know, you're here to do something. So how you get up there? And you find that in places like America and some of the first world countries too. Uh, okay, and then you find that the people they have like some sort of a ramp to get in. Like today, I was uh, with my morning job, I was doing, I was going to this house, um, which is like a house, it's also a doctor's office, you see, like one of those old houses. And honestly speaking, I was looking for a way to get in. Not that I was looking for, um, that I couldn't climb the stairs that were in front of me. But you know what? After talking to these ladies, I started to just look for little things like that that to see that they are accommodated. And I went over there and there was a, a ramp and the ramp was broken, right? And they had a huge sign because people get fined here in America. They had a huge sign that says, press the bell. There's like a bell that was put in there. Press the bell to notify the reception if you need assistance. Because... They knew that you couldn't climb through this so i guess they have another private door that you can get in i was like this is impressive i wanted to take a picture of that but i forgot since i was on the rush but just to let you guys know over uh Benedette and you sandra that in america they people get held accountable so for you Bernadette, because you're coming from the side of the government not that you work for the government but you have got to see some things do you think that is enforced a lot or is there a lot of public places for the government uh, meaning uh the places like a courthouse all of that do they all have ramp or do they all have an easy access for people with disabilities
2: not really um many buildings are still very very old-fashioned here in south africa and i was at parliament about a year ago and even there i struggled to to walk right around to get into the uh, venue where we need it to be. So I I do agree with you. There's a lot more accountability in America than the easier in South Africa. Over here, we have policies in place but we have probably the best policies in the world, but nobody is really um, holding anyone accountable to those policies. Are these things really in place? Who is the responsible person? And what are the fines? What is the repercussions if you do not comply with certain legislative acts? And it's just not there yet here in South Africa.
1: Uh, Uh, Do you want to jump in there, Sandra? Uh, Yes, I do agree with uh, Benedict
0: there. Um, there, There's still a lot of work to be done when it comes to building to assess people with disabilities. And these are one. These are some things that kind of frustrates. Or so maybe going to some uh, malls, you want to go to a movie. Some of them, they do not accommodate uh, uh, people in wheelchair. Or like you tell them that you're in a wheelchair, so that means you need to be at that back row or in front. But they'll put you maybe where there is a step. Like, is it simple understanding that I'm in a wheelchair? I need to be. In that top row it's flat, I can't go down the steps, so as I said uh, at the beginning, there's still a lot of sensitization to be done in South Africa regarding to, the some places they're really improving, like they're now starting, when they make the, when they build uh, the places, they're also thinking of the wheelchair people, and I'm thinking this must apply to like everyone, whatever building that they're making, they need to think of wheelchair people. They need to have ramps, they need to have lifts and um, bathrooms. They should be accessible enough to wheelchair people. And also parking, as Amanda said, I'm always fighting with a lot of people um, regarding parking. I remember one day I was in the gym. I used the disabled parking and then somebody literally came and used that extra space to park. Hmm. And I the, have and the extra space you in, needed on, for on my, wheelchair in the front of the car. Yes, uh, oh my the God. wheelchair parking because well, oh. it's it's wider. So I I I park the car there, and then somebody just came and used that extra space to to park. Hmm. kind
1: hmm. That's so, yeah. incredible.
0: But. We, some are just being ignorant, like they really do not understand the struggle that we go through. That mm-hmm. if there is little space, the wheelchair can't go in between chairs. Uh, um, wheelchair can't go in between cars. Hence, we need enough space to open the door and to roll in and get yourself into the car. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Or some just assume maybe you're not in a wheelchair, judging you with your upper body. Disability doesn't have to show from upper body. Like, I get judged a lot because my upper body is fine. And, yeah, so just before they see the wheelchair, so all I do, I just ask them to help me with the wheelchair, and that's how I, like, keep their mouth shut. Oh,
1: (laughs) my God, that's so great. um, (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, ladies, I want to just bring in another friend of the show. She's currently in Germany, in Hamburg. Uh, Her name is Portia. Mm -hmm. Portia, welcome to the show, Wani. Uh, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> hey, po- Hi. Hey, Porsche. I have uh, Sandra and Bernadette uh, on the show, and uh, they are from South Africa. They won the Tributes Award, and um, they're actually just sharing their stories of, um, basically, as you guys can listen, that uh, uh, the things that they had to go through and the things they've made a difference on uh, as a community. So I just want to ask you, uh, over in uh, uh, Germany, in Hamburg, uh or anywhere in Germany I don't know how many other places you have traveled over in Europe uh do they have any kind of um accommodation in terms of like wheelchair accessibility to the public uh public buildings you know like courthouses post office and all of that and uh in also in buildings too as such just any building do they have wheelchair accessibility or some sort of an and accessibility for all people with disabilities to be able to enjoy their life, to be able to do their livelihood, no problems, without having to ask for any help.
0: Uh, yes, first I would like to greet the ladies. Hello, ladies. And uh, thank you for inviting me on the show. Yeah, in Germany, they have, they do, like, accessibility uh, for people. mostly we're using the past, like, everyone is using the past few people are using the cars. The mm. people who have disability, most special, the ones that are using wheelchair, they can get into the bus like easy. Unlike home in South Africa, if you are using a wheelchair, it's hard for you to travel if you don't have a car. Here in Germany, they mm. use cars. Uh, they use buses. They use trains. The most common transport here is bus and train, More especially in Hamburg. I've been to Berlin too. I've seen the, they're using stress bands the chains that I was on the dream, they're called in Everyone with disability can go anywhere. The churches, there's accessibility for, disability, for disabled people. Even the, the the flats where they stay, there's escalates, there's leaves, there's everything. Even in the gym, two so I was once in the gym, I've never seen it like in some places in South Africa. Like the parkings, the entrance. It's like uh, people. Hello.
1: Yeah, we're still here. We're listening to you. Honey.
0: Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. People uh, with disabilities yeah, here, like they're being treated normally. Even at the kids are mm-hmm. working. We don't have like any disabled children, but we do have. I think for people that we are, we like for parents when they're bringing the children, they can come inside the kids are. Uh, like there's no need that the, the parents must like wait outside the gate because mm. he or she can't go through with the wheelchair. Mm. That is what I've noticed. If our government could like cope with that style, more especially with the transports, it would be very nice. Mm.
1: Mm. So now, so so now, Portia, for you. Um, uh, before I let you go, and I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, just I want to ask you. So you feel like when it comes to um people with disabilities or any kind of awareness in disability you feel like you've been more educated over in europe or you've been more educated about it in south africa uh knowing exactly that it, 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 there's still a lot of awareness that is being done in south africa like uh, benedict was giving us an idea what's going on but do you feel like you've been more educated when you're over there or in south africa i
0: think when i'm over here because like in home we give them, like, that special need, like, we feel sorry for them. Here in Germany, they treat them like normal people. When you go to parks for walks, you see them, like, walking alone. When you go to the supermarket, you find them buying things, more especially the ones with the wheelchair. Okay. You find them in the supermarkets. Like, there's no need for you to say, yeah, we can go to the front. No, they say, I will wait in the line. I've never heard anyone say, no, you must go in the front where we like, yeah, with a wheelchair or in the bank. No. They don't have those stations. Even though sometimes mm. you give them. But it's not like that. Here in South Africa we feel sorry for them. that's are I see. And um in South Africa I'm, I'm not sure that you'll find anyone with a wheelchair like on the road around uh, seven eight. No. No you don't. Here yeah, they're like normal. Even if you go to clubs. You find them like at night with their wheelchair but you don't understand how even though you can't ask them what you're doing here and everything
1: yeah no it's mm-hmm. great it's great that honey that you are getting educated as a young person um just so the ladies know because you know we <laughs> and my ladies over the phone we are <laughs> way older than you and uh, you're a young one and i'm glad that you're getting <laughs> so smart how, how old are you again portia a woman never tells <laughs> 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 I'm
3: twenty years old. I'm so
1: grateful for you. I'm so grateful for you, Miss Lady. Before I let you off the phone, so that I can finish up the show with the ladies, uh, what's the what's the temperature over there?
0: Ah, he's it's, it's uh in the morning. It's minus minus two in the M- morning. My- then during the day it was like normal yeah minus two
1: that's like in fahrenheit so this is in uh celsius uh celsius so that's cold right oh that's warm yes it is cold oh okay all right it's cold. I, so- <laughs> I know it's I, cold. I, I sometimes
0: it's cold for me but because um, i'm still adjusting to the weather oh, but for all okay. the citizens are saying no it's not cold it's not cold but it's better than February when I came here. When I came here, I wanted to go back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I'm so grateful. Okay, well, I'm so grateful that you join us and I have to let you go because i got to finish up the show with the ladies. And thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Sandra, enjoy Hamburg. I mean, Porsche. <laughs> yes,
0: I'm enjoying. Actually, I'm enjoying Europe because I'm enjoying Germany.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Thank you so much. And you have a good day.
0: Okay. Thank
1: you. You too. La- la- lady- ladies uh I-, I i'm sorry to interrupt the show because she's young and she's learning and you're getting all these people that have to understand and this is what we do we're trying mm-hmm. to uh, give the awareness and just to see the- this young lady she actually has a lot of observation she's been doing and it's just so wonderful now let me come back to you amanda uh, while i have you on the show is there anything that you like to talk about with the ladies that before we close the show
3: Well, there's something I can mention as well. And, you know, I just look at the statistics and my um, adapted country, one in five people or persons here in the U.S. is on um, some form of disability. In South Africa, you've got about 4.2 million people on disability. I'm really, really enjoying a lot of benefits that I didn't enjoy in South Africa. I can just imagine um, the, the advantages when you would get into a shopping center, um, for example, um, Walmart or Harris Teeter over here in America, you get electronic scooters. Um, and, and what great benefit that would be in terms of accessibility for the people in South Africa. Um, you know, these are, these are things that I now enjoy, but back in South Africa... They're simply not available for the people and um, it's frustrating and it's going to be an educational process over and over and those confrontations you would have in the parking lot with the people criticizing you because I've got multiple sclerosis. It's not necessarily always visible but the minute you get out of your car and somebody sees that you do not have a wheelchair but you might have a cane they'd like to reprimand you. So I think more people want to correct you than actually, um, you know, support you. Yes. Um, I, think, I think what we, what you're doing, Kuli, is great in terms of making people and society aware of, of disability in general because you've had this whole week of a variety of people with different disabilities coming on your show, sharing their experiences and what they're seeing. And back in my home country, if I just look at those statistics, those 40, 4.2 million people with a disability and if I look at for example here in America on social security the grants that you would get versus the ones in South Africa mm, 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 mm.
1: Is, know, yeah is there anything that you like to say ladies about that uh, I, I, you can go ahead Sandra okay um on on transportation I must say it really really needs to improve because
0: I've been traveling a lot as well around the world in Europe and stuff. And when it comes to the trains there, the, the buses is awesome. As um, the last speaker just mentioned, the, just, um, mentioned it's not much. It's they better accessibility for wheelchair people to get in the buses and even to go around the town, the towns. And compared to here in South Africa, it's not very really safe because there is no enough or they did not build uh, extra parts for maybe uh, wheelchair people or for bicycle people. You might get hit by a car to be in the road. Not because you don't want to wheel yourself in the road, but the roads do not allow us to to do that. So I'm thinking this is one thing that um, they also need to look at, like maybe in the neighborhood and um, they need to look at that and the transport, the buses, if they can accommodate wheelchair people. I know the Israel via. But uh, not all of them do accommodate wheelchair people, and mm. also with, with the taxis, what they do is actually sad. That if you're getting a taxi, I'm 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 blessed enough that I'm I'm driving my own vehicle. But for everyone else that have to get on a taxi, it's quite. Some of them have to pay extra fee to put your wheelchair on that seat, of which um, it doesn't sound fair at all.
1: No, it's not. No, it's. And would like
0: to see this. Yeah, would like to see this changing and I think us as disabled persons, as, as people with disabilities that we've been enlightened in this, we we traveling in other countries, we can also bring it back in our own country and try and see if we can, if we can change things around and do a lot of awareness around the country so that we, yeah, uh, everything gets sorted and everything will look better for people with disabilities.
1: Mm, wonderful, am wonderful and I really appreciate you with those words and Bernadette now we're closing the show is there anything you would like to say?
2: A person's environment kind of makes you feel more disabled or you know if everything is accessible you feel more able to um, less dependence on someone else to assist you and in closing up, I'd just like to say that South Africa should be more aware of what is hindering us and maybe invest more in more accessible buildings more accessible roads and systems and transport and so forth
1: oh yeah no that's absolutely true i really appreciate all of you ladies hey i'm uh i'm gonna say amanda human i'm gonna extend the invitation for you to join us tomorrow again okay no problem. I'll be here. Okay, I will have you joining us tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Amanda, I I don't know if you want to say goodbye to the ladies because I'm going to let you go and finish up with uh, Bernadette and Sandra. It was just
3: absolutely great to hear from you, Bernadette and Sandra, and it's wonderful to get your perspective as well. And confirmation of, all science, of the same sort of strategy
1: mm-hmm. we have. Oh, great. Annie. Thank great. you, Amanda. It's my Thank pleasure. Thank you,
0: Amanda. It was lovely hearing you talking and with all your experiences that you've gone through. It's actually
3: awesome. Absolutely awesome. It's wonderful to hear my South African ladies as well.
1: Great. I really appreciate <laughs> you. <laughs> you too, On a regular basis. All right, anytime, man. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Hey, while I have you on the phone, Amanda, so the ladies can know how to find you on Facebook because you guys gotta connect on social media, and also the listeners that are listening. How can we find you on social media, Amanda? I'm probably one of the few
3: humans, which is my surname. So I'm just just a normal Amanda Amanda human. Uh, my um, maiden surname is Huissen. If you pick that up, and otherwise, they can email me at ahuman zero two zero nine at gmail.com.
1: Okay, I hope everybody catch that is ahuman zero two zero nine at gmail.com, mm-hmm. right? And on on Facebook yep. is Amanda Human. Thank you so much, uh, Amanda. I'll, I'll keep I'll keep in touch with you, and then we'll talk tomorrow again. Pleasure, I'll talk to you again thank you, hey uh Bernadette and uh Sandra we're closing up the show. I really appreciate you ladies coming up and I'm sorry that we had the delay to all the listeners, but just before we close uh is there any words because you know I had this thing that I posted on Facebook. I said to people what you what have you uh without being asked what have you ever done for somebody who has disabilities and people said a lot of things some people were saying oh um i don't stare when i see them um i don't stare at them (laughs) and some people were saying things like uh, um i open up the doors um and i said okay great and uh, some of it was just silly things you know what i mean but if because from your own perspective it would be it would be more meaningful than just reading the facebook post um is there anything that if you were just giving people understanding people who don't have any disability to understand from your perspective the things that you'll appreciate more is there anything you could say in uh, your last words too so that we can close up the show i'll start with you there's a
2: a population of over four million people with disabilities and no person is the same if someone tells you they don't like to be assisted it doesn't mean that the next person does not like to be assisted I think that communication is the key and just get to know the person individually and take it from there
1: oh thank you so much benedict i appreciate that go ahead sandra thank you i might say just a second what benedict said um it's, it's not
0: like we are grumpy people when we say we do not need help because we feel we are adults enough to take care of ourselves but if we need help, we would simply shout that, oh, I need a, um, a shove day or there's a step day, assist me. And also just, just for them to know that um, people with disability doesn't mean that we cannot live the same life as everyone else. Life still goes on. As I said, it's just a chair. I see this wheelchair, just a chair that assists me move around as I cannot um, use my legs anymore. But I am still Sandra. I'm still a normal woman that has to think for herself and know that I have to get up and, and work and be a mother and be an athlete, do all that. Life doesn't have to stop. And um, just to add up on this, um I'd forgotten to mention this. We own an organization that we supply medical consumables to wheelchair people. And we're working very closely with Road in Fund like for the people that are claiming from road accident fund they have uh, undertaking certificate that they have but most of them they don't have the knowledge of what the undertaking certificate does that it can assist them to get the devices that they need to use on a daily basis instead of them using yeah. that little disability fund that they have to buy road accident fund cover that and we are trying our best to assist each and everyone that have this undertaking certificate to get the consumables that they need to use on a daily basis and as well just you on top on that we make sure we deliver because we know here in South Africa transportation is quite a challenge to most of the people with disability and we make sure we also touch those that are in rural areas because most of them they are neglected a lot and we putting it in our hands on our shoulders to make sure we change lives of those that are in the rural areas.
1: Wonderful, honey. Wonderful. I really appreciate you. And then, uh, Sandra, how can they find you on social media? Okay. We, we have a, a, um, a, a, a page, Facebook page, tusa
0: Enabling Support Services. Also on uh, Instagram, Tusa9 Enabling Support Services. Or oh, I'm also on Facebook, Sandra Komalo, and also an, on Instagram and Twitter.
1: Oh yeah. What? Oh they can yeah. Yeah. So are you gonna go to the next Olympics or no? Oh yes. Oh okay. I can't wait. Yes. I can I'll be cheering yes. for you all the way, Sandra. Just remember that we appreciate that him doing up. that how can people find you on social media? And I can also if you can shout out your the business that you do because that's a very important thing nowadays. A lot of people are trying to build brands. People like you can help a lot. So how can people find you on social media?
2: The company is called Stability, so it's fabulousability. F A B I L I T Y. dot co dot is the website, and the Facebook page is Stability P T Y L T D, and on Twitter, the Stability Life.
1: Nice, nice, thank you so much. I really appreciate you, ladies. Thank you so much for joining us today. I can't uh, wait. Uh, to talk to the people I talk to tomorrow, uh, we have more of these shows and I, I just can't wait to get to meet you one day. I have a little one who's one years old. One day I would love to have uh, meet people like you guys because you're such an inspiration, not only to me, for everybody that was listening, especially us who are global experts. Because what happened when we are, we are outside the country, we become experts, we actually are not forget, but we get disconnected with what's going on at home. But people like you with the amazing stories that you have, you know what it makes us feel? It makes us feel proud. It makes us understand that our country is doing a great thing and our country is moving the right direction with people like you. I really appreciate to have you on the show, ladies. Thank you so much. And for all of those who are listening today, thank you so much. want to give a shout out uh, to a few uh, countries that were listening to us uh, today so people um know that i haven't forgotten about them um of course uh thank you america as you always listen to us with my funny accent i really appreciate you guys for listening <laughs> and um thank you to canada thank you to alaska is not a country but i'm gonna mention you alaska um and then i'm also gonna say thank you to germany uh london and uh, we also have thailand thailand has been with us all week we're still trying to connect and find out the people in thailand please let us know who you are because obviously you are south africans you are back on the show all the time and meaning that you enjoy it we would like to have you as part of the discussion thank you to australia and thank you to south africa really appreciate you ladies joining us today have a good day thank you